0: Joe Biden's education secretary, Miguel Cardona, is implicated in the effort to label parents as domestic terrorists. Dr. Anthony Fauci and Senator Rand Paul spar over COVID and the science, plus Joe Biden continues to promote the politics of division. All that and more. I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13 minute news hour. God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. I hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the war on parents because it has become clear that Joe Biden, the Democrats and others on the left don't want parents to know what their children are being taught in schools. They don't want parents involved. They don't want input from parents. What those on the radical left want is for parents to be okay with their children being indoctrinated for eight hours a day, every day. Now, over the past year, we've seen parents regaining control, saying enough is enough. We actually can partly thank COVID for some of the revelations because it really made parents curious when their children were taking Zoom classes, but teachers and administrators told parents not to watch or listen to what their children were being taught. That's a red flag for sure. In a debate during the race for governor of Virginia, Democrat Terry McAuliffe famously said this. So first of all, this shows how clueless Glenn Youngkin is. He doesn't understand what the laws were because he's never been involved here in helping Virginia. But it was not. It, the parents had to write to veto bills, veto books, Glenn, not to be knowledge about it. Also take them off the shelves. And I'm not going to let parents come into schools bill. and actually you take books out and make their own decision. You vetoed it. So, yeah, I parents. stopped the bill that I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach. Republican Glenn Youngkin basically didn't need to pay for another campaign ad after that. All he had to do was keep replaying that video. And then of course, we have video after video of parents speaking out at school board meetings, their eyes now opened to what their children are being taught. But of course, the left didn't react by saying yes, you're right. We need to focus on the basics like reading, writing and math. Nope, the left went on the attack and tried to make villains out of concerned parents. Recall when the National School Boards Association wrote a letter to the White House comparing parents to domestic terrorists. It suggested that the Patriot Act be invoked. We learned that people in the White House actually consulted with the NSBA on that letter. And now new information is coming out that shows that this consultation goes all the way up to the top of Biden's education department. Here's the story.
1: A newly unearthed email reviewed by Fox News Digital connects President Biden's education secretary to the controversial letter from the National School Board Association that compared parents who were protesting at their school board meetings to domestic terrorists.
0: So it looks like it wasn't just some overzealous staffer who helped the NSBA with its anti parent letter, it was Joe Biden's secretary of education. Didn't the media say that this was going to be an open, transparent, and unifying administration? Instead, we see Biden and his team constantly looking to divide, this time going right after parents. Here's
2: more.
1: New emails obtained through a FOIA request appear to show the Secretary of Education may have solicited that now infamous letter from the National School Boards Association, the one that critics say conflated parents of U.S. students With domestic terrorists. Now, previous emails revealed that the NSBA was in contact with the White House and Justice Department in the weeks before it sent that letter, but this newly obtained correspondence indicates Secretary Cardona himself may have played a direct role.
0: There's nothing more that the radical left hates than parents actually being involved in their children's education. The left feels it's their right to indoctrinate the next generation of Antifa protesters or ballot harvesters, or cancel culture mobsters. We need education, not indoctrination. And we don't need the White House actively moving to label parents as domestic terrorists. Here's the deal. The NSBA didn't just receive advice from the White House. The White House actually encouraged the organization to write the letter.
1: Now, in an October 5th email, the NSBA secretary treasurer recounted that fellow NSBA official Chip Slavin, quote, TOLD THE OFFICERS HE WAS WRITING A LETTER TO PROVIDE INFORMATION TO THE WHITE HOUSE FROM A REQUEST BY SECRETARY CARDONA. FACING BACKLASH RECENTLY, SECRETARY CARDONA HAS MADE EFFORTS TO ALLY HIMSELF MORE PUBLICLY AND MORE CLOSELY WITH PARENTS. TAKE A LISTEN.
2: PARENTS HAVE PUT UP WITH A LOT OVER THE LAST YEAR AND A HALF TRYING TO uh, BALANCE WORK AND uh, EDUCATING THEIR CHILDREN. SO THIS
0: PARTNERSHIP WITH PARENTS NEEDS TO CONTINUE. THIS IS JOE BIDEN'S EDUCATION DEPARTMENT. Biden divides people on race. He divides people on vaccination status and he divides concerned parents from the rest of society, trying to paint them as domestic terrorists. You see a pattern here? All right, next let's talk about Dr. Anthony Fauci. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, hit that subscribe button, make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, let's talk about Dr. Anthony Fauci, because he was testifying in front of the Senate again. And the testimony brought out another classic confrontation between Fauci and Senator Rand Paul. Now, Paul has probably been the best voice we've had in calling out not only the inconsistencies with Fauci's message, but the fact that Fauci continues to downplay the substantial evidence that COVID originated in the Wuhan lab and also, Fauci is directly involved in funding the research that led to the development of COVID. Instead of owning up to the facts, Fauci continues to push COVID policies that do not follow the science and instead promotes fear among the American people. Fear leads to control, and that's exactly what the radical left wants. During testimony, when Fauci was called out for going after other renowned physicians and researchers going on the attack, simply because experts disagree with Fauci's party line. Fauci instead turned the narrative on Rand Paul for stoking the crazies. A person was arrested who was on their way from Sacramento to Washington, D.C. at a speed stop in Iowa. And they asked, the police asked him where he was going and he was going to Washington, D.C. to kill Dr. Fauci. And they found in his car an AR-15 and multiple magazines of ammunition. This is a classic move from the left and it's one you should always be aware of. The left will try to twist disagreement into some kind of hateful action that if you disagree with someone, that is actually a form of violence which leads to other violence. They do this, of course, so that people are afraid of speaking out. If the left are the only ones talking, It's only their information that gets out to the public. Paul was having none of this and addressed Fauci's tactics in an interview following the hearing.
2: To say that I'm responsible for death threats on him would be equivalent to myself or Steve Scalise saying that the Bernie Sanders supporter that shot us, that it was Bernie Sanders' uh, responsibility. So you remember the shooting at the ball field. I was 10 feet from a young man who was shot. I was about 20 yards from Steve Scalise who was shot. Not one Republican came forward and said it was Bernie Sanders' fault because this was a supporter of his. And so when Democrats say that, and Fauci is a Democrat partisan, when he says it, he's trying to Deflect.
0: Paul is absolutely right, Fauci is trying to deflect. The American people have had enough. It's clear that politics is being placed over science and that leaves Fauci with having to resort to the left wing playbook. Don't debate, just make personal attacks. Go to Rand Paul website and you see fire Dr. Fauci with a little box that says contribute here. You can do $5, $10, $20. This was part of Fauci's Senate testimony. It has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with COVID. Fauci is simply trying to discredit Paul rather than defending Fauci's own record and inconsistencies. Here's more from Paul.
2: But this kind of arrogance also led him and Dr. Collins to say they would take a takedown of three epidemiologists who started the Great Barrington Declaration. They're from Stanford, Oxford, and Harvard. They called them fringe. They orchestrated a takedown campaign in the lay media, not in the scientific journals on the merits, but in the lay media. And so he didn't want to answer my question, so he accuses me of fomenting violence. But it's a misdirection because he doesn't want to accept that basically he has become a political animal and that everything he does every day is to further his political agenda, not the science.
0: Paul describes Fauci as a political animal, but more accurately, Fauci is a political hack. And the American people are seeing through his words an empty rhetoric and certainly see that he is not pushing the science. All right. Next, let's talk about Joe Biden following a word from our sponsor. I want to tell you about my friends over at World Fair. If you have a photo of your childhood home, your favorite travel spot, your hometown football stadium, whatever it is, WorldFair takes that photo and turns it into a hand-drawn work of art. These sketches make great gifts, moving announcement cards, invitations, and more. So many possibilities that World Fair can do for you. And all you need is a photo. Just use the link in the description and use coupon code Bobby13 for 10% off your next purchase. Okay, next is Joe Biden, who is speaking in Atlanta, Georgia on Tuesday. And in just one speech, Biden managed to provide a host of examples on why he is unfit to be president. In addition, despite the media painting him as some kind of anti-Trump, some kind of great uniter, Biden continues to divide America whenever he is given an opportunity. First, here's Biden recalling his days during the civil rights movement.
2: I did not walk in the shoes of generations of students who walked these grounds, but I walked other grounds, because I'm so damn old I was there as well. They think I'm kidding, man. <laughs> Seems like yesterday, the first time I got arrested. Anyway.
0: In this case, Biden throws out that he had been arrested during a civil rights event in the 1960s. This claim has been debunked. In fact, Biden has had to walk back the claim in the past. And yet, he said it again. Does he know what he is saying? The answer is probably not, because Biden also said this again. Last week, President Harris and I stood in the United States Capitol. Are you kidding me? How many times is that now? How many times has he referred to Harris as President Harris or the Harris-Biden administration? It's just weird. And then Biden talks some politics and policy. Despite in the past being against removing the Senate filibuster, Biden is now in
2: favor of it. Today, I'm making it clear protect our democracy, I support changing the Senate rules. President
0: Harris was at this event too, and she added her own comments on the Senate filibuster.
1: Senate Republicans have exploited arcane rules to block these bills.
0: Arcane rules? As pointed out by the folks over at the GOP war room, since 2020, Democrats used the filibuster 327 times to block Republicans. 327 times. Now, Biden and Harris are saying that the filibuster is a threat to democracy. It's outrageous, of course, but that doesn't stop them from saying it. And here's the thing to keep in mind, for those out there who get frustrated that Washington doesn't get things done. The founders didn't design the government so that things get done quickly or based on emotion or based on razor thin majorities. Think about it. The Democrats want to ram through a radical socialist agenda. That's what they want. The House of Representatives is nearly split down the middle with Democrats only holding a five seat majority. The Senate is tied. Those are not the conditions for a massive change to our country. And the Senate filibuster is one of those checks to help with massive changes from a very, very small majority. But now, because the Democrats aren't getting their way, they don't wanna make a better argument. They want to change the rules. And also in this same speech, Joe Biden, who as I mentioned earlier, the media ordained as this great uniter, once again attempted to divide America. He never misses an opportunity to divide. And Tuesday was no different. I will not yield.
2: I will not flinch. I will defend the right to vote. Our democracy against all enemies, foreign and yes, domestic. This is beyond
0: belief. Biden is saying that all of those people out there, people like you and me, who are opposed to the federal takeover of elections, we are now domestic enemies. I've never heard anything like this. Every race, religion, ethnicity, they all favor voter ID, every single one. Yet despite that fact, the Democrats try to say that opposition to it makes you a racist. And now Biden is labeling us as domestic enemies. Is it any wonder that independence and moderate Democrats are turning away from Biden, it's time to come together. Americans are sick and tired of the politics of division. All right, and finally, here's a quick update on inflation because no matter how the Democrats spin things, inflation can be seen as a tax, a tax on everything. And while the left loves to demonize the rich and say taxes will only go up on them, the reality is that taxes are going up on everyone some in the form of actual tax increases, and some in the form of inflation. The reality is that inflation under Joe Biden is the worst it has been in decades. Here's the story. U.S. inflation rose to the highest level in nearly 40 years in December, underscoring the high and rising inflation that has been the hallmark of the first year of Joe Biden's presidency. The Labor Department said the Consumer Price Index, which tracks what consumers pay for goods and services, rose by 7% from a year ago. That was the fastest 12-month pace since 1982 and the seventh straight month of inflation over 5%. In November, CPI was up 6.9%. Seven straight months of inflation over 5%. Seven straight months. And as far as consumer prices, just take a look at this graph. The timeline spans from Barack Obama to Trump to Joe Biden. What's amazing is that Biden seems to have the incredible talent for failing on every single issue. Here's more. What's known as core CPI, which excludes the often volatile categories of food and energy, increased 5.5% in December from a year earlier. A faster pace of price hikes than November's 4.9%. Compared with a month earlier prices rose 0.5%, core prices were up 0.6%. Analysts had forecast year-over-year inflation at 7.1%, with core inflation at 5.4%. On a monthly basis, analysts were expecting prices to move up 0.4% and core prices to rise 0.5%. So that's the latest with inflation. And rather than doing something about it, we're likely gonna hear more rhetoric from Biden blaming the american people or the republicans or maybe even trump we'll see friends that's our show for today i hope you enjoyed it and don't forget if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet regardless of platform just search on my name hit that subscribe button make sure notifications are turned on that way you can follow the show and help us grow thank you so much for tuning in our next show is going to be friday evening at the usual time 6:30 p.m. central until then I'm Bobby Everly. This is a 13-minute news hour.